Hey everyone, welcome back to The Coop with Meyer Hatchery, where we talk all things poultry in hopes of educating chicken keepers and inspiring future flock owners. I'm Amanda. And I'm Jeff. Things sound a little different here on the podcast. Well, why don't we introduce ourselves for those who may not know who we are? I'm Amanda, and I'm new to the podcast, but I'm not new to Meyer Hatchery. I've worked for Meyer for five years, and I have more than 15 years of poultry experience. We have a small family homestead here in Northeast Ohio, where we currently raise heritage turkeys, goats, cows, and whatever animal finds their way into the barn for 4-H projects. And now for your new listeners, my name is Jeff, and I've worked with Meyer Hatchery for about nine years, mainly in the office, answering the phones, and talking to a lot of you. My experience with chickens and poultry is about 20 years plus with my kids in 4-H. We've had chickens and ducks and call ducks and turkeys and broad-breasted turkeys, guineas, quail, geese, mandarins, a lot of different birds. Enough about us. Let's jump into the topic for the day. Today, we're discussing avian influenza, also known as the bird flu or AI. So let's talk a little bit about what avian influenza is. It's an infectious disease found in birds caused by type A strains of the influenza virus. Up until recently, no new cases have been reported since June 17th, 2015. And my goodness, I certainly remember that year because that was the first year our family had moved here to Northeast Ohio. We had moved from California, so we were really excited to have our first country fair experience. I remember we got there and went to straight to the barns because we wanted to see all the different types of poultry and they were empty. All that was there was signage um, displaying information about avian influenza. And it's one of those things you don't know it's a problem until it's a problem. I had had chickens in California, but I had never heard anything about AI. So it was a great opportunity for me to learn um, that this was something that could happen. Um, And that was spread by wild birds through their mucus, their saliva, and their feces. So that year, the fairs in our area were protecting the spread or preventing the spread by not gathering birds from all areas into one barn. And I think that was a pretty smart choice. Now, what symptoms should you watch out for for your poultry? But I need to give a caveat here for those of you who do have these symptoms that unfortunately with diseases for poultry, there's the same symptoms for a lot of different diseases. And so take that into consideration. Number the first one up is if they're just lethargic, just sitting there and they're not eating, that could be a symptoms. If they're coughing and sneezing, If there's been a sudden death, you go out in the morning and you have a poultry lying on the floor and there was no symptoms, no lead up, then that could be AI. If there's discolored or a swollen eyelid, wattles, the hocks, the comb or the head, those are all symptoms also. And I know a lot of times we get customers that contact us asking if we could help them with what's wrong with their bird because they're exhibiting 
X, Y, and Z symptoms, but it's really hard to pinpoint without uh, professional testing because a lot of the symptoms match up with so many illnesses and diseases. So the best thing to do anytime you have a, a bird that's not acting right, has been sick, or um, you find it deceased is to reach out to the professionals. There has been an increase in reports by the USDA of birds or flocks that have tested positive for the highly pathogenic avian influenza. If you are curious to see what states have reported this, you can find all the information on the USDA website, and we will provide a link for you in the show notes below. Finding positive cases of avian influenza is not a surprise because wild birds can be infected with AI and show no signs of illness. They can carry the disease to new areas when migrating. How do you protect your flock then? Well, having a biosecurity plan is not something many consider when jumping into raising poultry, but it is so important for the health of you and your flock. So here are some biosecurity tips to keep you and your birds safe. First off, try not to move poultry off of your property. Maintain a closed flock, which means only bringing in poultry from facilities that have been inspected and are NPI certified. And let's face it, even if you're getting birds from an MPIP certified facility, we recommend always quarantining those new birds for a minimum of two weeks. Even though they're not exhibiting illness, they can be carriers of illness and you don't wanna infect your existing birds. It's also important to have a designated pair of boots and shoes to be worn only around your poultry. So if you're looking for an excuse to go buy a new pair of boots, here it is, go get them. But how do we keep those boots clean when you're walking in and out of the muck? You can purchase a foot bath with chemicals to put inside of it that will disinfect and sanitize your boots as you move in and out of it. Or you can make a DIY foot bath. And Marie over on our YouTube channel put together a really great DIY foot bath that's super easy to make, super efficient, and is sure to keep your boots clean. And wash your hands. Wash your hands before you enter your poultry area and wash your hands after. And how about those feeders and waterers? Are you disinfecting and cleaning them on a regular basis? If not, it's time to get started on that. So what do we do if one of our birds starts showing signs or symptoms? The USDA is asking that poultry owners report sick birds or unusual bird deaths to state or federal officials either through their state veterinarian or through the USDA's toll-free number. That number is 866-536-7593. We'll also include that number in the show notes below. They are equipped to test and diagnose and provide a plan for each situation. They are medically trained for this. It is very important to note that Meyer Hatchery is certified Plorum typhoid clean, H5H7 avian influenza clean, and salmonella monitored by the state of Ohio NPIP department. Gosh, that's a pretty heavy topic, but I have to say, 
I currently have heritage turkeys on my homestead and I've given it a lot of thought. Some things that we're going to do uh, differently here is, you know, everyone likes to show off their animals when they have company or visitors. Well, we're gonna be a closed barn for a little while just to keep everybody safe. It's better not to have more traffic into your barns or poultry areas at this time. Another thing we're gonna do is create a DIY foot bath. Another excuse to go buy some fun supplies and keep our birds safe. And I don't know if I can speak for others, but my kids are not so great about washing their hands after going in and being with the animals. So I'm going to put some hand sanitizer containers in our barn just so that there is an option. Usually when the weather starts warming up, my heritage turkeys move out to pasture and they spend the warmer months there. This year, because AI cases are popping up more and more, I'm gonna keep my breeding turkeys inside the barn where there's no wild bird action. I think that's just the best plan for me and my homestead. It's so easy to become lazy or less cautious when it comes to biosecurity on your homestead. But remember folks, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. It's time to be more mindful of our biosecurity practices. If you notice any of your birds exhibiting any symptoms, we recommend separating them from your flock until you know what's going on. Reach out to your state or federal officials, either through your state veterinarian or through the USDA's toll-free number, 866-536-7593, and they will be sure to help you diagnose and come up with a game plan. Now for a Meyer Moment with Jeff. Now today I have some tips and tricks for you. Have you ever noticed when having open or standing waters in your coop area, how it attracts the wild birds? Now, one way you can avoid this is to modify your waters to a nipple system to keep the water cleaner for your birds and to keep the germs from wild birds out there to come into your coop. Another thing you can do is slice up some old denim material into long thin stripes and attach it to the coop door. This will deter the wild birds from entering the coop. And with that, we thank you for listening to The Coop. Be sure to subscribe, and if you'd be so kind, drop us a review. Have a poultry-related question or a topic you'd like us to cover? We want to hear from you. Send us an email to podcast at meyerhatchery.com. <laughs>